Most firefighters can't provide an income just by firefighting that when they have their four off, they are doing something else to provide income for that. When he leaves, it is, it, it's, it was difficult. It's so hard getting into firefighting. The families and the spouses and partners of first responders are a huge part in society of helping them be, even have first responders. You never think that today's gonna be the last day maybe you see your spouse. We are alone a lot for holidays, events, birthdays, weddings. Yeah, 10 days a month is a long, that's a third of the month, third, yeah. of the, third of the year that I'm gone. Welcome to Well Made, where we dive deep into all things wellness, self-improvement, and self-love. I'm your host, Kat Kamalani, a mother of two beautiful kids and a proud wife to a firefighter husband. Together, we'll explore raw and candid moments that touch on every aspect of life, from parenting to relationships, career, and personal growth. Our conversations will be filled with insight, experiences, and tips to help you live your best life. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey towards a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. All right, welcome back to another episode of Well Made. I have my favorite person in the world. You guys already know who he is. Tell me more, tell me more. Kiloni Kamalani, um, my husband. For those who don't know, Kiloni is a firefighter, thus making me a firefighter wife. I wanted to talk about this episode because I get so many questions on my social media platforms of a, how is it being a firefighter wife? What does our day look like? How we do it? And so forth. So I want to jump into kind of how you even became a firefighter, because this was not your first career path. You were going down another career path. No, to be honest, I I didn't want to because I grew up around firemen because my grandpa was a fireman, my dad was a fireman. And so I'm like, do I want to do that? I'm going to try something different. I want to be completely different. I want to try my own thing. Mm-hmm. And somehow all roads are led back to firefighting. Here I am. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because when I met you, Kiloni played football at University of Oregon. And when I met you, you were nothing but the NFL. When you were training, you were training like I'm going to train until the combine comes and I'm going to get ready for the NFL. But you got a career ending injury and that happened and you were like, okay, what now? And this is where it's led to you as firefighting, but you absolutely love it. And I love it kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a learn, it's been a learning experience. It's, it's been, been a, it's been a learning sure. experience. So starting off, Kiloni is a firefighter and this is kind of what our normal day looks like. First off, getting into the firefighting, it's like such a, pat on your back because it's so hard getting into firefighting because so why do so many people want to be firefighters? Honestly, I think it's two things. They want to help people and it sounds fun. And then they do it for a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because for our schedule, we work two days, 48 hours on and we get four days off, 96 hours off. So I mean, you're talking, I work 10 days a month. Granted, I'm there day and night. 48 from, hours, which is above hours. a 40 hour week. Eat there, sleep there, like all of it there for 48 hours away from you guys. Like, you know, and, but that being said, it's 10 days a month, you know, so you get the other 20 days of the month to do whatever it is you want to do. And most of the time of our marriage, you actually had a second job. Most firefighters can't provide an income 
just by firefighting that when they have their four off, they are doing something else to provide income for that. So in actuality, for a long time, Kiloni was working. It was a buddy of his car shop and he, he ran the dealership with him and it, you were working well over 60 hours a week. Oh, absolutely. With the two, which was, I can't believe that I well, did that. Yeah, with looking, yeah, looking back on it, I'm like, I, f- I feel so bad because <laughs> that is a lot of time to be pretty much a single mother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what a normal like routine looks for us. It's it, Kiloni's not gone the same days every single week. It changes every week. And so when he leaves, he leaves uh, around like 6, 6.30 in the morning. And then he's gone for 48 hours and doesn't come home till the third day at like 7 to 8 o'clock in the morning. And when he's gone, I have kids full time for me. And that was such a difficult thing for me because at the beginning of having kids, my whole job was to raise the children. But I was a flight attendant and I was on leave, maternity leave. And we knew when my leave came up, something had to change because we both could not have our careers. Sure. And that's how I got kind of into social media was sharing my life. And thankfully I can do this full time now. But when he leaves, it is, it, it's, it was difficult and it still is difficult because I have this whole entire business to run and I'm running it by myself. I don't have, we just hired out actually our first employee, which is really exciting. exciting. (laughs) But for the, for this whole time, for the last four years, how long have you been a firefighter? Just over, yeah, just over four years. Four years. Mm -hmm. It's been me with the business and running our household and kids. And what a lot of people I feel like don't understand is that the families and the spouses and partners of First responders are a huge part in society of helping them be even have first responders because you yeah, guys like, couldn't do what you wanted to do if it wasn't. No, like who's supposed to keep the house running? Who's supposed to watch the kids? Like who's supposed to teach them and be with them through all the little moments? Like yes. we miss so much, but somebody's got to do that. And that's, that's the spouse or whoever the partner or whoever that is. You know? Yes. There was times where Keloni was at work and I would call him and I would tell him, I feel like I'm drowning. And I felt bad because there's nothing you can do. Like you're literally saving somebody. Trying to. Trying or, to. Or maybe CPR, save, yeah. trying to save somebody <laughs> um, because he doesn't just do fires. He does medical calls too. So when you call 911 and there's a medical issue, Kaloni is going on that. He is an EMT along with that. You guys have to be EMTs. And it's different for each state, but at least for the state of Utah, it's so difficult because I'm crying like I'm, I'm drowning here and you would come home and you would just kick it into overdrive and you would not even tell me, but you wouldn't have slept for two days straight. Like you were up running calls all day and then you would be like, do you feel better? And it's like, yeah, I feel a little better. I feel like I'm not drowning anymore. Like I have a life jacket, but now another storm is coming, knowing that these four days are coming off and I'm going back into the two days by myself. It was always a discussion like, oh man, I'm already dreading Thursday because I know you're going back to work and it's like, I just got off of work, you know, because it's just this, you get your battery charged from 1% to maybe 25% and it was right back because- Man, having kids at like how close we had our kids together. Yes. And then just doing that and raising them pretty much on your own, especially during that time. Like I can't imagine how hard that was. It's still hard. I have to say, but I'm in a better headspace. And hopefully those who are married to either military 
or first responders, I can give you guys some tips and tricks of not tricks, but some things that have helped my mental health and like helped our relationship. Also too, when you're away, what a lot of people don't understand is that there's so much mental toll that happens with the families that are left behind at home. Because when there's like a call or a fire and it's in your area, I have people sending me news articles or calling me up, sending me pictures. I just drove past this. Is this Kiloni's fire station or is, is he on this call? Which is awful to do. I feel like to someone that has their spouse sure. on the field. I mean, you never think that today's going to be the last day. Maybe you see your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the reality of the profession that I'm in. Like you could very well be like, Oh, he is working today and there was a fire. So like, was this the day that something bad happened to, to you? Like, yeah. you know, and you've seen that, you know, people that that's happened to and like, you've heard of stories and like people on the line. Luck- yeah. Luckily I haven't had anybody that's passed away, but people have gotten hurt and stuff like that for yeah. sure. Yep. And, and another thing that's really hard is what people don't understand. You have the whole mental load of the whole house on you. Because when there's a huge snowstorm, it's like, it's me out there shoveling. Or if there's something that's broken into the house, like broken oh in the goodness. house where I'm calling you and you're not answering, I've, I've got to figure it out. I have to figure it out because it's just me here. And it just, I don't know what it is, but oh uh, yeah. it's like, so I'm true. sure all the other spouses can relate and all the other firemen or first responders, military, anybody that's away. When does stuff go wrong when I'm at work? It's every time. Kids are sick when you're at work. Fail. Things go wrong when you're at work. Every a kid gets hurt, sick, or something goes wrong with the house when you're at work. Absolutely, and it was like the, it would be the worst thing. Like the day right, the night right before I'm going out to work. Like, oh no, the kids are getting sick, and you're going to work tomorrow. And I'm like, I I can't do anything. I was like, what? I'm I'm bound to this job, you know? Yeah, and and honestly, I have to say firefighting does not have great benefits, what people think. Because with most jobs, let's just say you're giving, you're given allotted time, let's just say 40 hours of sick time a year. When you usually reach your anniversary date, it's renewed. And during that year, when you work, you're accruing more sick time or more vacation time. That's not the same with firefighting. No, but it's just a, uh, at least for us, it's just a a complete like running or a tally. So every pay period, I get X amount of hours for sick and X amount of hours for vacation. Which is not, it's not a lot. <clears throat> and which, and it is not a lot, especially considering that a full shift is 48 hours. So like that's all sick. Like I'd have to take 48 hours of sick time in order to cover an entire shift. And you don't get a lot every pay period and it does not renew. So you have to choose your things wisely. Like Okay, do I really need to call off sick because I'm sick or my kids are sick or my wife needs me or whatever it might be mental health day or do I go to work because I don't have a lot of sick time and I'm not going to gain it very quickly. And when you do take <clears throat> sick time, it's 48 hours you're taking and that is months. It's like months of working to get that. I feel like. Let's see. I think, I think I get like 12 hours a month or six Ooh, hours a month. So it's like, like not even a shift. Yeah. Of, that's of, a long time. of working. The other thing that I find hard too is that we are alone a lot for holidays, events, birthdays, weddings. And every single time that something comes up, the first thing I do is I check our Google calendar to see if you're working that. Cause we have his schedule set out for the next like 20 years. Like it's already programmed in when he works and you're gone for so many events. And I have to apologize because I know it's really hard on me. Like you've been gone for Thanksgiving. You've been gone for Mother's Day, birthdays, 
so many things, weddings. And I almost feel like I owe you an apology because I'm always thinking like, this sucks. Like I'm going to this by myself. With well, the it kids. does suck. It does. But like, it sucks for you too. You're not there too. You're away. Yes, absolutely. When I'm there, even just a normal shift, not even for special occasions, like I'm like, oh man, I really want to just be home with my family. I want to see my kids. I want to be with my kids. I want to be with you, you know, like, especially if it's a weekend, if the weather's nice, like all that stuff that, you know, a lot of other people get to do because they work a nine to five job. Like it's just not that way. For those who don't really know, what does your life look like at the station? So you play ping pong, you work out maybe and watch movies. No, we were super busy the entire time. Like not a second, not a second wasn't wasted helping somebody. Pickleball. I definitely didn't take a nap. Uh, I definitely didn't uh, play video games or watch a movie or. No, all (laughs) jokes aside though, that you do do that few often at the station, but it's not that all the time. No, it's uh. Yeah, all jokes aside, our department has, I don't know, 20 something stations and there's a variance, right? Like you could be at a really slow stations where you literally don't run calls for 48 hours or you could run 25 to 30 calls in 48 hours, which is a ton. Every time I get into work, I, I get a pass out from my partner. He tells me what happened, if anything, any pertinent information that I need to know. And then from there, I make sure I check off all my equipment to make sure that I'm ready to go when you call me for an emergency. Because the last thing I want to have happen is I'm missing something that's going to be life-saving or I'm like scrambling to find out, you know, where it is because I need it at that moment. So making sure everything works, I have everything I need. And then from there, we just, we could train that day um, with medical training. We could do fire training. And then we also, in between all of this, we're running calls. We got to go shop the first day because we, uh, we cook four meals. And we all split that cost. Um, like the, the state doesn't pay for that. We all pitch in our own money, uh, to go and shop while we're on shift and somebody would, you and know, you have to work within that budget. Yeah. Work within that budget. Um, which is not easy, especially with the way cost of living is now. Yeah. We'll shop for food, but then we'll try and get a workout in to just stay fit for the job. And we're still running calls in between that. And then, you know, you go to sleep, you could run calls all night or you can sleep through the night hopefully but even when uh, you sleep through the night it's not really like sleep at home because at least for me is i'm I'm on edge like and the beds aren't the greatest uh, they're they're not terrible yeah i mean i'm used i I used i grew up sleeping on on the ground i was about to say if you have the ground you're good (laughs) so if you have a sheet of paper for a blanket you're fine (laughs) yep and then and certain days we have like people stop by the station we have tours that come by we go to public events we do stuff like that. And you do that and you run calls all through this whole thing. And you do that for two days. Yeah. Which is hard. I feel like for you guys, because you have to be in the headspace of saving people and you see a lot of people go through a lot of traumatic things, which I do love that about the department that they have therapy access for the, they have therapy for the firefighters and their family, which yep. we have utilized for certain calls and for each other too, which I think is so important. Yeah, it used to be, I feel like just in general, society's changing, but especially in the fire service, like it's no longer about being the tough guy because that's led down to, you know, unfortunate events in within the department. It's even yeah. happened for us recently. Like last thing you want to do is deal with something on your own that's bugging you and it's eating you alive because, you know, just like you're, 
you know, your body needs therapy after surgery, it needs therapy after traumatic events. Yeah. You know, I agree. And, but that I was saying that was like, that's hard for us too, is because when you guys are running so many calls, there's so many things that happen back at home. Home doesn't stop and it doesn't pause and it keeps going. And so I want to call you and tell you about something that's happened or something bad that happened or good or whatever. And I call you and it's like, I don't get a phone call for another eight more hours. Sometimes through the whole night, I don't get a phone call and I know, okay, well, he's been running calls all night because he didn't call me to say goodnight to the kids or to us because you're trying to transport someone to the hospital. That is like one of the hard, hard things. Like how many times have I talked to you, just barely got on the phone with you to like chat with you about your day, how yeah. the kids were. And it's like, Oh, the tones went off. I got to go. Sorry. And yeah. it's like, hang up on you. Don't talk to you till the next day. You yeah. Know? And the same thing for the kids. Like how many times have I not been able to tell them good night and I love you, you know, because we're running calls. It's so <clears> hard. And it's also too, it's like when I'm trying to explain to the kids, daddy's at the fire station and, they now, I feel like, are at an age where they understand where we can't call because you're running calls. And a call is, for those who don't understand, is when you call 911, that's a call going into the fire department. Yeah, whether so that's medical or fire. Yeah, yeah, medical or fire. And it takes a toll on us at home because we're at home and I'm just exhausted by solo parenting, especially day two, where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to make food. Like, I don't want to make dinner. And you, I, okay. So here's one of my tips. I will have to say, Keloni's so good at prepping food for us before he leaves. I, I cook, but he'll get like a big old thing of brisket and he'll smoke it for a couple days and throw that in the freezer. So if I'm in that phase of like, I don't want to cook, I'm just mentally and physically and emotionally exhausted from solo parenting. That's been a lifesaver for me is to pull out the meat that you've cooked and it helps so much. I don't know what it is, but when you're at the station, it's like, I don't, I, that's the last thing I want to do is cook. Well, yeah, because you've taken care of two little humans for the entire day by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Meltdowns. Yeah. Whatever the day would have brought. And then you're like, oh, I got to cook too. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Another thing that has really helped us, I feel like, is splitting the responsibilities when you're home. That when you're home, you take a lot of the responsibilities where Luna will have school and you'll take her to school and then you will have time with Bubba Brooks, our son, um, for a few hours and then you'll pick her up from school and come. And that leaves me at the house by myself to work and do that. I always say that you have to wear multiple hats because when you're a firefighter, you can't wear the firefighter hat 24-7 and you're going to get exhausted. You have to disconnect and be dad or be Kaloni when you're at home and not be thinking about calls or the call you went on and like doing that. And that's the same for me as a mom. I can't be mom 24 seven. I have to wear other hats. I have to go work out, have to do my hobbies. I need to do my businesses. And I feel like that was our saving has been a saving grace for the last few months is wearing multiple hats. Absolutely. I, I think uh, Ben, I guess you could call it a benefit, you know, like I feel like when I'm able to come back home and I just have been gone for two days, which doesn't seem like crazy amount of time, but yeah, 10 days a month is a long, it's a third of the month, third, yeah. of the, third of the year that I'm gone. Yeah. But I feel like when I'm come home, I'm able to recharge my battery by like playing with my children, you mm-hmm. know, like being able to hang out with them. And then that at the same time, your battery is being recharged as well, giving that 
mental and physical break from the kids and being able to do what you want to do if your business your with your physical health or whatever you want to do you know like I think one of the things too that we've done a really good job if there's anybody listening that has a spouse that's um uh in a first responder or in the military that when you come home and you haven't slept you're really good at taking some energy and like just powering through it and then if you do take a nap, it's a nap where it's the kid's quiet time that you don't go home and go straight to nap where I feel even more exhausted. You do a really good job of that. But I will have to say, not everyone's like that, where they can run off little to no sleep and not be irritable and not be angry or whatever it is. But because you do that and you make such a big effort to come home and be present, for me, I try to get up early in the mornings with the kids and allow you to sleep in. And when I say sleep in, it's like eight o'clock because your body doesn't let you sleep in past that. I feel guilty doing it. <laughs> yeah. But I try to get, tell yeah. you not to. Like, I know. I, it, I it's a trade off. That. That's yeah. the trade off is like you come home and you really try to be present, even if though you're not sleeping and you're so good about not complaining where you come home. And if I see an energy drink in your hand, I'm like, oh no. You haven't been sleeping the last two nights and you're like, yeah. But if you come home with no energy drink in your hand, like you're golden. You're like, good. You got some rest. You got a good solid four hours. Well, <laughs> I feel bad because it's put on the spouse a lot. Like when I don't sleep, I know that I'm not the happiest that I can be because I mean, who is, who, who is when they don't sleep? Right? Yeah. You see it in your own children when they don't sleep, you're cranky. And yeah. And I, I'm sorry if I'm that way, you know, and I, tr oh. I try not to be, but you're near perfect. Honestly, <clears throat> though. Um, what are some tips that you would have to say if somebody is listening and they are going into the fire department or police or first responders or anything from your position, what are some tips to help with that work-life balance and help your spouse back at home to make this transition? Or even if they are in it right now and they're having a difficult time, like they're having that difficult time of being away from each other and making that. And it's been a learning curve. You can't expect your old life before you had this job to be your new life because you're going to miss a lot of things. You're going to be expected to work on Christmas, like unfortunately, you know, but uh, I would say have patience for each other um, because they may have gone on calls that like that's affecting them and you might not know it. They might not feel open to, to discussing quite yet. So make sure you have patience with each other. Um, I think at least for me, it's important to give you a mental and mental break from, from the kids. Like I don't feel like firefighting's my life. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's not your identity. <clears throat> it's not my identity. Like I love what I do, but that's, I don't identify like I, it's not my life. Like my life is for, for my family. It's for you mm -hmm. and the kids. And so I think make sure you have a balance. Like don't just make life all about work. And I think that's in any, any occupation that you do. Just, yeah. For me, balance, have patience with each other. Um, make sure that you still, you still get to spend quality time with each other because four days, four days goes by really quickly. Yeah. So like plan things out with each other, like try and get connected again because, and, it, and I feel like sometimes it's easy because you're gone. So it makes you miss the person more, you know? A big thing too has helped us with holidays is celebrating the holiday on a different day and not putting so much emphasis on the day that you are missing. So for example, Kiloni missed Easter this year. And so we didn't 
celebrate. We'd even tell the kids it was Easter, Easter day. We celebrated Easter a completely different day. And I feel like that helps a lot to still celebrate the holiday, but just like celebrating on another day. So you're not missing out and dad's not gone, but we're still involving that holiday and enjoying it. I also think too, which is like a big thing in our, in like our marriage is thinking about the other person before yourself. And so there's so many times where like I used to call you and I would just be crying and just be like, I can't do this. Now I realize like there is nothing you can absolutely, nothing you can do when you're at work, unless it's like an emergency and you have to come home of not trying to put that mental toll on you anymore. And like complaining to you so much, I'm not perfect at it, but of every little detail and having these like breakdowns. And so that's what the therapy session is for, which is really nice is like going to therapy and talking that out. And I think the last thing that has really helped us is creating boundaries with what type of calls that you tell me about. And so at the beginning, there's sometimes where you would talk about a call that you went on, like a little kid or something like that. And that was a big mental toll on me. Like I could not sleep because of that. And so we became we came together as a team. We're like, okay, we're not, I'm not going to speak about certain calls that, but what I'm going to do is go to therapy for it instead and talk about it. I think, uh, it's not your job to fix my trauma. Yeah. Right. Like there's professionals that do that. And I think it's important that you don't offload that, especially if your spouse doesn't want it. That's not a, that's not a a stab in your back that they don't have your back. They don't want to help you out. That's just, it's not their job to fix. Yeah. You know, don't be offended if they say, Hey, like what's going on? Like you're not acting yourself. Is there something that you need to talk to the therapist about? Like, don't get offended about it. Just take that with the open mind because those people know you the best and they're like, you're not yourself. And so maybe, you know, therapy is something that, that needs to happen. You know? Yeah. Another big thing too, is finding a core group of people to help you. I know times where you're gone and it is these events or holidays or special things coming up, or I'm going to Sunday dinner by myself. It's as simple as like somebody checking in on me or helping me to the car with my stuff or like anything like that, like checking in on your first responder families and seeing if they need any help, helping them out with yard work or anything like that. That is a way. Also too, before we leave, I want to say if you feel inspired at all to help any first responder families, There is a foundation that I love. It's called Folds of Honor. And what they do is for any military, um, disabled, disabled military, fallen first responders, firefighters, police officers, um, they will provide a scholarship for the children. That's really cool. It's really cool. So we will link them in the show notes so you can go help donate. But yeah, thanks for, you know, being a hero and being my hero. And (laughs) I'll be your hero anytime. (laughs) And we'll see you again the next show. If you were inspired by today's episode, I encourage you to tag me on social media at Kat Kamalani so I can personally thank you myself. I would love to hear your thoughts on my podcast. So go ahead and leave a review. So high five for finishing the episode and trying to better yourself. I hope you found it informative, inspiring, and thought-provoking. I will see you again soon for another episode. Take care. Take care.